Druids and cars go into festivals. They can chat about things. It's a druid podcast in cars. Sometimes the best parts of festivals are the discussions that surround them, reflections on what we did and heard, anticipation of what's to come, and processing what it all means in relation to our spiritual work. We wanted to help either introduce you to that phenomenon or extend it for you. That's what this is about. I'm Reverend Jana Vende. And I'm Reverend Michael J. Dangler. We're priests of Arnriach Fane and members of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. We're recording these sessions actually live in cars, actually going to festivals and events, so you will hear road noise, turn signals, and navigation prompts. But that's part of what makes it fun. So... Sit back and enjoy, druids. In cars. Going to festivals. So we are actually going to our first in-person festival since the last time we went to this festival, Harvest <laughs> Nights, two On years ago. the road again. Yep, that's <laughs> us. And with that return to in-person festivities, though I suspect this will be a small in-person festival. Yeah, I'm expecting less than 20 people. Yeah. It gives us a chance to, to look at what we've been doing. So early on in this season, we talked about hybrid ritual because we were just about to start doing it. We hadn't done it yet, I don't think, when we talked about it and what we thought that it might kind of look like. Um, and for reference, I think that was uh, episode three this season, which is episode 70 in total, which was hybrid experimentation, pandemic virtual recovery. Um, and so as we're leaving that hybrid space, we're still doing it in the Grove. Yeah. But... I suspect we'll do it for a while. Probably for a while. But at this festival, I don't think that we're broadcasting. Mm-hmm. So... No, I don't think so. This will be our, our first ritual without tech in quite a while. Yeah. So it seems appropriate to sort of reflect back and, and think about how it's gone, that, that hybrid space. So um, we were obviously fully remote for almost a full year. Or was it a full year? It, I, it was a full year I mean, at least. Year, yeah. yeah. And so it was either everyone at their own space, or occasionally you and I together in one space, and maybe a couple of other people, usually families, together in one space prior to that. And then when we made the switch over to hybrid, we decided to have the Grove come in, and then uh, we would make our determination about masking and stuff based on who was there, comfort levels and exposures and all of that. Um, but it eliminated a lot of other kinds of questions that fully public ritual yeah. can't do. Yeah, and we started with uh, the like internal requirement that if you wanted a speaking part in ritual that you had to be in person. Yeah. And then as we got comfortable doing a couple of those and then actually acquired a Bluetooth speaker, we opened that up to Grove members who uh, 
weren't comfortable attending in person could still take parts virtually. Yeah, and honestly, the, the, the addition of the Bluetooth speaker was something that we hadn't foreseen. When you're outside with a computer that is perfectly loud enough for you to hear when you're sitting in a room. Um, Just gets swallowed up by the... By every other sound, and so we couldn't hear a lot of feedback. Uh, from from people who were attending remotely, and that that was an initial hump we had to get over. Well, and it it meant that someone who was in person could not be fully engaged in the ritual because they also had to have their phone out to be monitoring the chat yeah. to like answer questions and uh, like relay information from the virtual attendees. So it was just it was not ideal. Yeah, and I mean, we still monitor the chat, um, e- even now, even though we can hear everybody, because not everyone likes to come off of mute, um, and it's nice to be able to drop a donation link into the chat, that's been helpful. Yeah, it's good, it's just not as imperative yeah. as it was uh, prior to getting that speaker. Right. One of the things that we were doing prior to, um moving to hybridization and, and that we kind of have more or less continue to do but it's, it's taken a different tack is um, the, the scripting process mm-hmm. is different now um, when people were sitting at their computers they could read off of the computer um, or a sheet of paper or whatever and there are ways to make it look like you're not reading directly um, and so we were able to provide really direct transcripts. But when we went back to hybrid, we flowed back into the extemporaneous, off-the-cuff sort of... For people who were comfortable with it, yeah. yeah. Um, which is most of our group, I think. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we, we've kind of gone back to that. And that's been an interesting change. I've seen that change with my workshop prep as well, so cover that later, but it, it wasn't as hard as I thought it might be for us to get back to extemporaneous ritual. Yeah, and I do think it's been good that we've had like this generic script that we've put out there um, yeah. for folks to not word for word follow along with, but like have an idea of what's coming next to follow along with. Um, I think that's been really nice for a lot of folks. It has, and it provides an accessibility piece as well, because it lets us, you know, we, we, it's not a transcript of what we're saying, it's not a, uh, it's not closed captions, though you can turn those on now with Zoom and, and all your uh, uh, web conferencing tools. Live captions are lovely, so they mangle your words from time to time. <laughs> uh, but we're able to at least say, this is what we're going to say in general. This is what this is what we intend to the, the meaning of our words to sort of look like. And so, if you can't hear us, if our audio drops out, if you know you, you're using a, a an accessibility device and, and you're trying to follow along, this will help you follow it and give you that gist of what we're talking about. It will give you the intent of what yeah. we mean. Yeah, and we don't ever really stray from the intent, though our words may stray widely when we extemporize. I don't mind you. It's a, it's enough to, to say, no, this is this is basically what we're saying. And it's it is general gist. So 
that's been that's been a really nice change because we didn't do that before. I mean, we had whole years where we have no scripts. I know. <laughs> it may, I really enjoy having records of what we've done for yeah. uh, ritual. So, like, I would love it if we continue to write scripts. I don't expect people to speak what is there, but I like having the record of... Um, of what we've done. Yeah. The other really nice thing about being fully hybrid, so the way that our hybrid still works is um, it's it's group members and the occasional invited guest only um, for in-person space. Yeah. Um, and that has, that has allowed us to sort of respond to comfort zones really well um, because we're reasonably closely knit as a grove, um, the, the way that our friendships sort of weave throughout it have, have given us insight into exposures and, and all that kind of stuff. And even though we, we have not required proof of vaccination, we also know that everyone is vaccinated. We've had conversations where we've spoken to people about whether or not they are vaccinated. Um, but it's been very informal. It's it, not it like has a. Been. Yeah, we're we're not requiring a, a card or anything like that. I had to go digging for my card today. To bring with us because we're traveling out of state. Yeah, I, it it didn't even really occur to me because I haven't shown it to anybody. Because I don't go anywhere that would require. I've shown it to the people at the donut shop because oh, well, you get free donuts. <laughs> yes, there is that. Yeah, so I, I I had to I had to go find it so that I could make sure that I had it in case. Yeah. You know, I had to produce it for something. We, we've been very informal about that because, you know, tight-knit group, closely connected, we, we understand and, and we can figure these things out. And everyone that's appearing in our hybrid rights in person is vaccinated. And occasionally we even mask because, again, it's about the comfort level. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, like, we've had Grove members who were like, you know, I traveled last weekend, so... I'm staying home. Yeah. Or, so, I'm going to mask, and, you know, I think the rest of us should all mask, too. And everyone's just like, okay, well... Yeah. In fact, when we did the uh, the Summerland Unity Rite, uh, which was one of those hybrid rituals, we, we didn't actually even talk about it. We were just all masked. Yeah. Um because I, I think when I showed up, I was wearing a mask, and the second person who showed up was wearing a mask, and we just... Well, and I wore a mask because Robin was sniffly, and it was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna... Yep. Not risk anybody else, and... Yeah. Um, so, it, it's been very cordial and very calm in our grove about that. I know that's not the way that it's been for every grove, um, but a lot of it really has come down to... The, the understanding and the trust that we have. Yeah, I think it comes down to that culture of trust, which we've talked about before in relation to, like, trusting people to do ritual parts. Yep. But, like, you know, it expands out to different things. I expect and trust that if someone is sick, they're going to stay home. If someone is wanting to be extra cautious, then the rest of us will just be extra cautious, too. And Yeah. Um, it flows back into consent as well. I mean, we're, we're doing work together as a group and part of part of that whole process is consenting to be in a space in the same meeting the same expectations that everyone else has yeah so 
yeah, trust, consent, all of those things have been super important for us. Yeah, getting back to the things we've experienced in in adapting to this hybrid situation, I think the most um, liturgically significant thing is that we consciously make a group offering for all of those who are not in person. Yes. Um, and initially it was something that like we really had to think about to do and now it's just like part of the flow to do that. Yeah. Um, so that's been, you know, that's been interesting and, and kind of nice actually. Yeah. It, in the past, before we did ritual online, um, specifically and primarily online, um, we had always kind of set up our ritual space to be filmed, basically. It, it was something that you would watch from home. So Dublin, the Dublin Irish Festival is a prime example of that, where it's, it's a theater set up. You're, you're pointed at the stage. Right. And what we've done with these hybrid rights is we've brought the camera into the space. And so it's actually in the circle with us. Um, and we have spaces that are off camera. Um, just like if you were at Ritual, you wouldn't see all the people next to you. You wouldn't see the people in front of you where your eyes are. For When we set it up initially, I was really worried it was going to be weird. But it hasn't been. I think maybe we've gotten used to some of that tech. But also by bringing the camera in, and in this case the laptop, um, we've also figured a little bit more about... The experience has changed a lot for, for all of us when it comes to tech. We have an understanding that if we're going to be there for our community, our community has to be able to, to see our stuff, and well, the tech I, is just part of that. Yeah, I think that one of the big shifts that has made it not a distraction is that previously when we'd recorded rituals it was very obviously a recording that was going to be presented yeah um and now with the tech in the ritual space it's a person yeah. like it it's just one more well it's a whole bunch more people in one little square uh, <laughs> um, but it's a person in ritual space so it doesn't feel like presentational tech it's just welcoming in more people yeah it also probably impacts it that we're not recording generally yeah. speaking yeah. Um, we, we might occasionally turn on recording for the omen or something like that but that's just for record keeping not yeah. for but we're not acting you know we, we don't turn on recording every time we we do the ritual um, we just we do the ritual which is a, a different way that we've used tech in the past as well yeah I think um, with making the offerings for the folk who are at home it's been uh, kind of a larger uh, scale thing of what I've done in the past for individuals. Yeah. Because I feel like one of the roles as priest is that when someone can't be there and wants an offering made, it's your job to handle that for them. Yeah. Um, and so just like on this larger scale now, it's, well, these folks aren't in the space with us. And if they want an offering made in the space, like, that's, we'll handle it. Yep. Um, so that was something that just kind of, flew, like, it grew organically. Yeah. Another thing is that we, we try to encourage people to have their own home shrine set up mm -hmm. so they can 
do the work along with us, and they can make those offerings at their home shrines if they wish. Right. But it is nice that we all do work at our own centers, which are, of course, the same center um, at the same time. Yeah. And by making offerings both remotely at those individual home shrines and in the center, I think that that also more deeply reinforces the idea that, yeah, this is all of us gathering around that same central fire. This is all of us making those offerings together. This is all of us working together. That helps a lot. Yeah. I mean, generally, it's it's gone pretty fabulously. The other thing that is really worth mentioning is that by moving back to hybrid, we get to see each other in space again. Yeah, it's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> I have missed people. It's... It was a different feeling to be able to sing together. Oh my goodness, when when Mike and I, so like Mike had prepped to do all the Summerlands music for the Unity, right? And it ended up raining for part of it, and so I was holding his umbrella over him while he was playing. And, you know, I started singing too, and so we could actually hit harmonies and like hear both of our voices at the same time in the same space. Because um, we haven't practiced as a Bardic group since you know, February of 2020 or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's been a hot minute, <laughs> but it was really nice. And both of us had like this moment of realization where we were like, Oh, we've missed this. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. I, I expect that this weekend we may have some similar experiences as well. Yeah. And maybe we're on the way home, we should record an episode about virtual versus in person and, and, and that experience also yeah. which it turns out I've just got a comment dropped uh, into our, our request for topics yeah I, I dropped a request on our Facebook page which is facebook.com slash druids and cars for, for topics since we're on the road and we haven't really had a topic refresh in a while and one of them is um, about how we feel about virtual festivals and stuff like that so it's a this whole prospect of getting back to normal, whatever normal is, yeah, um, is an exciting thing, I think, for all of us. And the, the small steps that we've been able to take, move into hybrid um, in particular, was, were, I think, really good steps. Yeah. Um, but like you, I, I had kind of a, a similar emotional reaction to singing together as a group yeah. when, we, when we sang... Um, remember what, no, it wasn't. It wasn't actually the singing. It was, it was the, the prayer. prayer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I definitely had that moment the first time that the, we were together and did the cosmos prayer. We that did Kyra, the cosmos prayer? It was like whoa. Which is for for those listening at home is the water support surround, surround us, the land extends about us, the sky stretches out above us, and, and our center burns a living flame. May all, all the kindreds bless us. May our worship be true. May our actions be just. May our love be pure. Blessings, honor, and worship to the Holy Ones. And that's by Kaiser Seraph. And we say that in ritual, in every ritual. Um, we also say it like every Grove meeting. We do. But because you can't really say things together on Zoom because holy cow <laughs> cacophony <is> it <laughs> most people mute um, and it's really not the same as being in space and saying it either so that's one of those things that 
when we did it, just, it changed everything. And I know we talked about that on a previous podcast when we did it that first time, but I don't think that I can overstate how powerful and mind-altering that yeah. whole experience was. Yeah. It, it, it changed the way that ritual feels because it, it lit up different places in your head. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, religion is all about connection, reconnection, religio, and all that. It, it's, it's the ability to, to reach out and, once again, connect with the divine and connect with the community around you. And that, I think, is the real deep benefit of the the hybridization work that we've done. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to, to doing more. We're not there yet. Yeah. We'll get there. We will. Um, in fact, we haven't even talked about a fully open to the public ritual yet. Um, so, but when we do, I'm sure we'll talk about it on this podcast. Yeah, probably. Thanks for listening, and there's more to come. We welcome your ideas and questions. If there's something you would like to hear us discuss in a future episode, please drop us a line at druidsandcars at threecranes.org. If you'd like to donate, you can do so at threecranes.org slash donate. Druids and Cars Going to Festivals is a production of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. Our theme song's lyrics were written by Arthur Shipkowski, and the music is written and recorded by Mike Beershank. Learn more about our grove at threecranes.org and more about druidry at adf.org. As always, keep circulating the tapes and let us pray with a good fire.